Strange Tales. RelicRadio.com presents tales of the strange and bizarre, the weird and the wicked. Stories not necessarily of the supernatural, but of the unnatural. Join us now for Strange Tales, featuring radio drama at its most mysterious and unusual. Strange Tales. Thanks for joining me this Sunday. Our story comes from Murder at Midnight this week, a syndicated series that aired over ABC Mutual and NBC stations at one time or another. It's produced between 1946 and 1947, 52 episodes. One we'll hear today is from August 30th, 1946. It's titled The 13th Floor. going to cut you open and see if you've got a heart. See, I don't believe you have. And I just want to prove how a body can walk around without one. Midnight. The witching hour when the night is darkest. Our fears the strongest. Our strength at its lowest ebb. Midnight, when the graves gape open and death strikes. How? You'll learn the answer in just a minute in The Thirteenth Floor. Midnight, Tales of Mystery and Terror by Radio's Masters of the Macabre. Our story by Winifred Wolfe is The Thirteenth Floor. Hotel corridors scare me late at night. They're too long and too creepy. I'm always afraid the walls like big flat plaster hands are going to close in on me. I wish somebody was around. Any... No, 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 not anybody. Anybody might be Mickey. And his hands aren't made out of plastic. They're bone and they're blood. And they want to choke the breath out of me. I just better get down this corridor and close the door behind me. I'll lock it and hide under the covers till I turn on the radio and I hear that switch. It's pulled in a little room. 
and Nikki's dead, full of hot sparks and his big hands hanging like bloody. Then I won't have to be afraid anymore. It's what happened tonight, just just now. Making the inside of me all curdled and sour and sick. Even if I live a million more days, I won't forget how I came into that lobby. Just like always. I walked over to the desk. Hi, Joe. What's a good word? Here. Got a rent statement from the hotel. No letters. Oh. Uh, still is hot out, isn't it? Sort of muggy and sticky. Think it's gonna rain? Maybe. Uh-huh. You don't like me very much, do you? No. Not very much. So excuse me, I'm quite busy, Miss Hey, you're a fresh little punk. I ought to tell the manager. It's a fine way to treat guests who pay their bills. Don't I always pay my rent on time? Sure. Why not? $5,000 lasts a while if you take care of it. Why, you. Hey, wait a second. Hold that elevator. We dreamed, Miss Owen. I said hold the elevator a second. What's the idea almost slamming it in my face? Sorry, Miss Owen. Yeah, yeah, I bet you are. Oh, Mr. Talbot. Evening. Good evening. Sure is hot out, wouldn't you say? I was saying to Joe, muggy and sticky. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, just at an awful good movie. It's a Franklin. Tomorrow night they're having Lana Turner. You like Lana Turner? Very much. Yeah, me too. A lot of women don't because they're jealous of the way she looks. Me, though, I got blonde hair myself. <laughs> I was uh, planning to see it tomorrow night. Uh, do you plan to... Sorry, Miss Owen. I have an appointment tomorrow evening. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. You run the elevator, you fresh punk. That's what you're hired for. Oh, uh, by the way... Me? No, uh, Tommy. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Will you let me in with your pass key? I forgot mine. Yeah, sure thing, Mr. Talbot. car stopped and I got out. I was glad to get out. Your floor. Yeah, thanks for nothing. That's when it began, right there. The light from the elevator looked like a lot of lemonade only being poured the wrong way up instead of down. I remember thinking that. I need to remember it now. I looked at my watch with two minutes to midnight. I started down the hall. Something's wrong. Don't be to get the jitters for nothing. Everything looked the same. Nothing was any different. My room was at the end of the hall. I took my key out and shoved it in the lock. Nothing. I kept twisting it and pushing it. Yeah, stick with my knee. Then, all of a sudden, I looked up and realized what was wrong. The number on the door was 1307, not 1407. Was on the wrong floor. That was just that rotten little shit. I'll fix him. I was ready to bet he'd done it on purpose. Then. <laughs> Give Nicky a kiss, baby. Aren't you glad to see me? Nicky. Come on in. I've been waiting for you a long time. I said come <laughs> in. I'm getting a draft. Nicky, let go of my arm. You're <laughs> Sorry, baby. Maybe I don't know my own strength, huh? What do you want? How'd you get in here? One thing at a time. Don't rush me. What'd you lock the door for? I don't like interruptions. 
You never used to either when you were alone with me. Remember, Kitty? I don't remember nothing. Yeah, I know. You got a memory like a faucet. You turn it off and on, off and on. Wonderful. Take me, for instance. I have the kind of a memory you can't turn off. Keeps running all the time. The longer it runs, the hotter it gets. So hot now, Kitty, it'll scarge you. Look, uh, Nicky. I am looking. You're still a nice-looking number, you know. I always did like the way your waist curves in, how white your neck is. You didn't come here to tell me how I look. Toss your hair over your shoulder like it gets in your way. Go ahead, Kitty. Toss your hair back for Nikki. What are you trying to do, dangle me on a string? You're still a good-looking number. I don't look so hot, though, do I? You think maybe I lost a little weight? Look, uh, Nikki, please. My face looks kind of pasty. That's because you don't get much chance for fresh air, sweating what's left of time away in a death cell. If I scream, the police will come and get you. If you come near me, I'll you scream. You won't scream. No, come one step closer now. You me. won't scream because there's not that much sound left in you. It's all frozen and sticking in your throat like an ice cube. Because you're afraid. You're afraid of me. Try screaming, Kitty. I... You see? What'd I tell you? Nikki. I can help you. I can hide you here so they won't find you. Then I can help you get away, Nicky. Anywhere you want, I promise. I asked you before to kiss me. You still haven't, you know. No, no, no don't come near me, please. You used to like it. You never used to wait for me to don't. ask you. Nicky, don't. No. Sometimes you used to come over to me without me asking. Well, what's the matter? Do I look as bad as all right? Oh, you afraid I'll get your pretty dress dirty? But you got to give me a chance. I can explain. I know I'm not clean. You know, I crawled for half a mile in the mud until I couldn't hear the dogs chasing me anymore. If I'd known you were going to act like this, I would have said... you got to give me a break. I would have said, Warden, call me a taxi. A nice, clean taxi so I can go see my girl, Kitty Owen. A cheap little squealer sold me down a river for five Gs. Five thousand lousy bucks. Give me a little... Take your hands off me. Oh, I like to hold your face like this. You're such a little face. Hmm. Big eyes. Big green eyes like a small tiger. <laughs> kitty, kitty. Like a cat. A sly, sneaky cat oh, with long blonde hair. Don't you remember how I used to kiss you like this? Nicky, Nicky. You act like you do remember. You remember too, don't you? You remember how it used to be with us, Nicky? Feel my hair quite used to. Going, you like to do it. You said it was soft like silk. Feel my hair, Nicky. You're not mad at me, are you? I said I was sorry. I went crazy. I didn't know what I was doing. I help you now, Nicky. Come on, run your, your fingers through my hair, Nicky. <laughs> oh, lousy little tramp. <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. You crying, huh? Cat, crying crocodile tears. Are you crying because you're sorry for me? You're sorry because sooner or later the cops will catch up with me and drag me back and I'll burn to a crisp in a chair, huh? Are you crying because you know what I'm going to do to you? Remember how it used to be with us, Nicky? I know when I broke out they'd find me, but I wanted to say goodbye to you first. I wanted to kiss you. See if it still did the same things to me. I'll tell you something, Kitty. Leave me cold. That, that knife. What are you going to do with that knife? I'm going to cut you open and see if you've got a heart. I don't believe you have. 
I just want to prove how come a body can walk around without a heart. Just arms and legs stuck together with nothing to make them run. I'll get you for this. What are they going to do? Electrocute me first, then take me out and hang me? What's the difference? I'll tell you, Mickey, how it was. Just let me tell you. After you held up that that jewelry store and the old dame was killed, when they put up the 5,000 bucks, I went crazy. Honest, Mickey, I must have been clear out of my head. I've been sorry ever since, but I figured the cops would get you for it anyway. And that I'd be left with nothing. I didn't have a cent. So you didn't wait. You turned me in yourself. But I didn't know what I was doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to kill you, Kitty Owen. It won't help any. It'll help me. Stay away from me. The only prayer is Sam. It should be good for a laugh. No, no, please. Kitty, kitty, kitty. trouble to unlock the door, you should have taken a little time to lock it again after you. Don't come after me with that knife. Please, don't. <laughs> I don't want to die. You think I did? Why don't you give me another chance? What Mickey? chance did you give me? Oh! Well, I didn't think you had that in you. Well, why doesn't somebody come, huh? Maybe it's because there isn't anybody besides us. 
posing. Huh? Uh, uh. Try it again. Go ahead. Try it on again. Maybe you'll have better luck. He was leaning against the door halfway down the hall, just leaning there and watching me because he knew he hadn't cornered. And I wasn't cornered. I turned and I ran the other way around the corner and down another hall. I didn't know if I'd really heard him running after me. It was just the pounding in my head making a noise. I got to the end of the hall. Then I stopped out of breath and looked behind. He wasn't there. No sign of him. I sucked in my breath so even that didn't make any sound. And I listened. I listened to nothing at all because it was so quiet. It was so awful quiet I could hear it. The wall I leaned against was big and flat and gray. And the corners jutted out under the into the hall like dead fingers. I looked to the right side of me, down the corridor. Like he wasn't there. So I turned my head. I looked up the hall, almost hoping in a way I'd see him and get it over with instead of this weight. I wasn't there either. I tried to squeeze myself, my shoulder blades, into the wall so I could hide. But it was hard and cold. It wouldn't move. Nicky, where are you? For the love of heaven, say something so I'll know where you are. Don't just keep standing here. I can't take it. Nicky! Nicky, I'm sick. My stomach sick. So am I. Just, just make some noise. Nicky, where are you? I found myself back at the elevator again. I knew he was around somewhere. Around one of those corners that were jutting out like dead fingers waiting. The elevator was coming up again. The hand was up to 11. I had to stop. I pressed the button through all my weight against it. And it did. It did. The big door was sliding open. And I was safe. Going up or down, Kitty Owen? I'll take you wherever you want to go. Oh, not again. I can't stand. I'll take you for a ride. No, I won't go. But didn't you ring me? I heard you ring. Come on. <laughs> Get in. Just the two of us. We'll go for a ride. <laughs> Only just one of us will come back. I said, Get in. All the time he was talking, I was backing away, backing away. And then all of a sudden, I saw a door with a bright red sign that said, Stairway Down. My last chance, I almost leaped to it. I opened the door and I flew down the stairs. It wasn't easy with high heels, but even so, the sound of it was like music. Sweet, hot music from a clarinet, because I knew they were taking me down. Faster, faster. Uh, I fell a couple of times. I caught myself, I clinging to the pen. <laughs> street again. Now I was really safe. There were always a lot of people on the streets. I didn't see any people, just a big policeman with a red face. Boy, he sure looked good to me. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Now, 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 take it easy, miss. Don't get excited. Hey, look, Nicky Carstairs, he's in that hotel. He's after me. Carstairs? Yeah. Sure, and who are you wanting the kids? It can't be. Look, 
He's out, I tell you. I saw him. He wants to kill me. But Nicky Carstairs is in the death cell. Don't you read the papers? Say, I'll have you reported. What kind of a cop are you anyway? What kind of a woman are you without a heart? Just arms and legs stuck together with nothing to make them go. You're not a policeman. You're Nicky. You're still Nicky. You didn't look like Nicky a second ago. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. What's the get up? How do I look? Nicky, please, no, not anymore. I told you we were playing cops and robbers, and this time I'm the cop. And I'm still going to kill you, Kitty Owen. <laughs> I had to run again. My last stronghold. My last hope, the hotel lobby. If there was no one there, I'd just give up. I was through. As I ran around the corner, I thought the war had ended all over again because there was confetti coming out of all the windows. So much of it. Falling. The sidewalks were beginning to look like it had been snowing for a long time. I ran over them with the carpet. I ran with my eyes down and I could see the headlines. Nikki. Carstairs in death house prison. No one had to tell me. I ran into the lobby to find people to tell them where he was. There was no one there either. Only Joe at the desk. Joe? Home early that night, Miss Owen. Not quite midnight. Look, Joe, I know you don't like me, but you gotta help me. Reading the papers about Nikki Carstairs breaking out? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. $5,000 should last you a little while if you take care of it. Hey, Joe, he's here. He's in the hotel. He's chasing me. That's a lot of money. $5,000. What's to kill me? You gotta help me. Sweet dreams, Miss Owen. He's here. Can't you understand? He's on the 13th floor. There's no 13th floor in this He's there. I tell you. Sweet dreams, Miss Owen. I know there wasn't any use arguing, and he wouldn't believe me. Even if he did, he wouldn't help me because he didn't like me. Going up. No one would believe me. There was only one thing left for me to do. Lock myself in my room on the 14th floor. Stay there until they caught Nicky. I leaned against the back of the car. Crouched in a corner. My eyes closed because I was so tired. I was so tired. I kept thinking of a bed, a big white... Bed, three white sheets to crawl between, and the door that was locked. Sorry to have to bother you about that passkey, Tommy. I just forgot to pick mine up at the desk. It's like a glass of cold water had been thrown on top of me. I opened my eyes. That Talbot guy was in the car again. No, I can't still. And he was talking about the passkey the way he had before. No, not before either. Because when I looked at my watch, it was still minute midnight. Then I suddenly knew I was so weak with relief I wanted to cry. Yeah, I heard him say it. Sometimes you can see your whole life pass by in just a second. That lifetime I lived in the elevator, all in my head, was sandwiched in between a couple of floors. It never really happened. It was just that I had been dreading it for months coming back some night, finding Nicky there waiting for me. My mind had invented a 13th floor, when it never was there at all. And the cop and the newspapers that said Nicky was out. All part of it. 
That crazy half dream. Of course he wasn't out. I told myself it was all part of it. I never got out of the elevator. I was there all the time. All the time. Your floor, Miss Owen. Fourteen? Sure, fourteen. Ain't that your floor? You sure this time, aren't you? What are you talking about, this time? I mean... Never mind. Fourteen oh one. That was on the first door. I was on the right floor this time. I was... I'm feeling better already. What a fool I've been. Started to walk down the hall. I had a feeling terrible, and the boy in the elevator was watching me. They shut the door and go on. Say, Mr. Talbot. Yes? Did you read about Nicky Costas? No, what? He escaped. Got out of the death house. Is that so? He's on the loose. Good night, Miss Owen. Yeah. Hotel corridors scare me. They're too long and too creepy. I'm always afraid the walls like big flat plaster hands are going to close in. Now I know it was more than just dreading it for weeks. Made me imagine. Nicky was out and after me. Must have known it all along. Had a feeling I wasn't safe. I'm going to go to my own room. I'll lock the door and hide under the covers till I hear they found him. Took him back. Till I hear he's dead, I won't have to be afraid anymore. Not anymore. Give Nikki a kiss, baby. Aren't you glad to see me? The 14th floor this time. A floor that does exist. But the hands of the watch on Kitty's wrist still stand at 12 for... Murder at Charles Paul, Murder at Midnight was directed by Anton M. Leader.
That's it for Strange Tales for this week. Hope you liked today's show. You can find more from Murder at Midnight alongside thousands of other old-time radio episodes at relicradio.com. You'll also find all the other podcasts there, more from Strange Tales, and our Shoutcast stream with even more old-time radio. All of this is made possible, of course, by you. Your support helps bring this show, all the shows, our Shoutcast stream, everything to everyone. If you'd like to help out, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the donate buttons on the website. Thank you, as always, to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me today. Be back next Sunday with another episode of Relic Radio's Strange Tales. Strange Tales.